Homeward is committed to partnering with parents and equipping you with the resources you need to raise your kids to become responsible adults. And Steadfast Companies, a leading real estate investment company, is proud to partner with Homeward to bring you the following podcast presentation. So when your son disses the room that you cleaned up and you find it a disheveled mess, what do you do? Let's say he's just nine years old. You walk in, you give him the look, you say, Mom is very unhappy. Just looking at this room makes me just furious. Turn your back and walk away. Now, when you turn your back and walk away, what you've done is you've raked coals over that kid because this is what I want a mom to understand is he wants to please you and he doesn't like it when Mama Bear is upset. That's good counsel, as always, from Dr. Kevin Lehman and talking about a relationship that doesn't always get a lot of press. And today here on the Homeward Broadcast, it's part two of Dr. Jim Burns' continuing conversation with Dr. Kevin Lehman on being a mom who makes a difference in the life of her son. From the studios at the Homeward Center for Youth and Family on the campus of Azusa Pacific University, welcome to Homeward with parenting and family expert Dr. Jim Burns. I'm Roger Marsh. Good to have you along. Speaking of APU, of course, it's uh, nice to be part of the uh, Homeward Broadcast that's broadcasting from the studios here. It's also nice to be part of the uh, Bachelor of Science of Organizational Leadership Program, the BESOL program, and I'm hoping to graduate from that within the next year. So I'll keep you updated on how my coursework goes, and if you'd like to learn more about that, just go to apu.edu. Okay, here's part two of Jim's conversation with Kevin Lehman, and listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Homeward. I'm Jim Burns. Kevin Lehman with us today. Being a mom who makes a difference. He's written a wonderful book called What a Difference a Mom Makes. Believe it or not, I've read this book. I highly recommend it. It's a great book. And I highly recommend Kevin Lehman. Anything Kevin Lehman. Kevin Lehman is an internationally known psychologist. He's a humorist, uh, New York Times bestselling author of Have a New Kid by Friday, uh, Have a New Marriage by Friday, Have a New Teen by Friday, Have a New Dog by Friday is maybe his next book. We don't know that. Uh, birth Order book, Making Children Mind Without Losing Yours, and a ton of other great books. Literally, I have every one of his books. I've helped this man uh, you know, go on vacation at times because I believe so much in him. I pass these things out. Kevin, privileged to have you on the show with us. Hey, thank you. You know, it, you know it's really funny because uh, when I was a kid, they called me a wise guy. And, and now I still when call I get you introduced wise guy. places, I get introduced as, oh, Dr. Kevin Lehman, he's a man of wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone from wise guy to wisdom. I'm not sure how that happened, but some of those books you mentioned have sold well over a million copies. Oh, absolutely. And, See, I think you're a man of wisdom and a wise guy. Well, you know, I, I guess one of the points in my in my book, uh, What a Difference a, a Mom Makes, is that that little boy or little girl you once were, you still are. Yes. And that's certainly true in, in my case, because when I go and do a, uh, a New York TV show, my litmus test, Jim, is do I get the jaded New York cameraman or woman to laugh? <laughs> right. Because they've right. sat there and listened to Bill Cosby and, uh, you know, all these famous right. comedians. And, and my way of teaching is to try to make people smile as they learn. And if they laugh, all the better. <laughs> and, yeah, and I look back at my life and I see that, that imprint yeah. that was on me early in life that I learned in my family. Right. Because I couldn't compete with my sister, who never got a B in her life, or my brother, who was voted best-looking in his class and was the quarterback of the football team. So I ended up graduating fourth in the bottom of my class, uh, was a janitor, 
after I got thrown out of college, I met my wife in the men's room of that hospital, and she was the one that God used to pull the trigger to get me to come to salvation through Christ. And uh, so I'm one of those guys that shouldn't have made it in life and somehow, in some people's eyes, did. Well, in my eyes you have because you've influenced a generation beyond uh, measure uh, when it comes to, you know, how to do good parenting and, and uh, how to do good marriages. And my wife, Kathy, and I are, are some of those people. So I'm, I'm deeply grateful. I've got to ask you, I'm just going to interrupt myself. You met your wife in the men's restroom. Yeah, I did. I, you know, after I got thrown out of a college in Chicago, Illinois, uh, the same college that let me in on probation with a 12-unit load, uh, I went from Chicago to Tucson, where I still live, and I got a job as a janitor in a local hospital. And my wife-to-be was a nurse's aide, and she was helping some little old guy go piddle. Got it. <laughs> and I was scrubbing floors, and she walked in with this guy, and our eyes met, and I said something stupid to her. I asked her if she wanted to go to the World's Fair with me. <laughs> well, the World's Fair was in New York, and I was in Tucson, and I earned $195 a month, so how I was going to take her to the World's Fair was a little bit of a stretch, but I moved quickly when she said, well, I don't know. I said, how about lunch then? <laughs> so we went to McDonald's, and we shared a 20-cent cheeseburger, Jim, wow. and a 10-cent Coke, and I I fell in love with that woman, and we've been married for 45 years in a row and have five kids. That is amazing. Now, now speaking of five kids, you have four daughters, you have one son. The book we're talking about is What a Difference a Mom Makes. Your wife called you up one time, absolutely horrified that something had happened to your son's private part. She was pretty worried about it. Tell me about it. Oh, my goodness. You know, when people ask me about what are some of the funny things that happened to you in life, that was certainly one of them. I was a young dean of students at the University of Arizona at that time, and my assistant uh, said, pick up line two. There's something wrong. Sandy's on the phone. She's upset. And so there she was crying, and 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 all I could get out of her was that the that there was uh, something wrong with Kevin. And I said to her, instinctually, I said, is it the pool? Meaning, did, did he fall in the swimming pool we had or something like that? She said, no, no, it's not that. I said, well, what is it? She said, it's his pecker. I said, it's his what? She said, it's his little pecker. I said, what's wrong with it? She said, it's purple. <laughs> well, Kevin was 18 months old, 19 months old at the time. He had pulled down his pamper, and he colored his little pecker with a purple magic marker. When I heard this, Jim, I did what you're doing right now. I started roaring with laughter. Right, listen, our whole staff is laughing right now. I'm telling you. And, and my wife was, I mean, she, what are, why, she's, why are you laughing? I said, honey, little boys do things like that. And she said, they do? <laughs> And she's learned in the rearing of a son and four daughters that, you know, kids do a lot of things that are some amusing and fun and stupid and then some. But, you know, being a good parent means being a good parent. There's some certain basic things you've got to do, as you know, to to train up a kid, and most of us don't do a very good job of that. Well, you know, interesting enough, when you think about boys and girls, you write a lot about this in terms of, you know, you treat a boy, obviously, different than you treat a girl. One of your phrases, and I was thinking about this with even that last story, is you said, hey, your boy will only stay weird for about 15 years. What do you mean by that? Well, they get weird. Uh, they make strange sounds, like vroom, when they're playing with a car. 
They spit. They have peeing contests with other boys. I mean, boys are, I mean, stupid. <laughs> but call your insurance agent and ask them how come you pay so much money for your son to drive a car when your daughter doesn't quite demand that kind of a premium. It's because boys are in more accidents than girls. You know, they have this down to a statistical science. And so you have to, as a mom, understand that your words make a difference. That this son, even though it may not seem like it, Mom, he actually wants to please you. So when your son disses the room that you cleaned up and you find it a disheveled mess, what do you do? Let's say he's just nine years old. You walk in. You give him the look. You say, Mom is... Mom is very unhappy. Just just looking at this room makes me just furious. Turn your back and walk away. Now, when you turn your back and walk away, what you've done is you've raked coals over that kid. Because this is what I want a mom to understand is he wants to please you. And he doesn't like it when Mama Bear is upset. And the corollary here, Jim, is you look at husbands and wives. Yeah. Men don't like it when their wives are upset with them. Right. We really don't. No, I was just going to say, it sounds a lot like a husband-wife thing as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, a woman, all she's got to do is look, give her husband a look. Mm-hmm. And, you know, women, they just communicate so much differently than we do. They use three and a half times the number of words that a man uses in a given day or week or year. Um, and so you have to understand that your son, ladies is very much like your husband. If you want to, if Kathy is listening, okay, your bride, yeah. if she wants to turn Jim off in communication, just ask Jim why. Yeah. Why will shut us down in a second? Yeah. Because the defenses go up immediately. And yet if you say something of interest to her and she says, hey, Jim, tell me more about that. Now, this is interesting, I think, Jim, because tell me more about it is a command in the English language. Hmm but yet it doesn't put up the defenses. Right, that's a good point. It shows interest without bringing the W word up. So the same thing is true of your son. So when he comes home and he looks like he's had a rough day, you might say something like, wow, looks like you had a rough day. And let it go with that. Just drop it. Yeah. It might be two hours later before he comes in and says, hey, Mom, can I talk to you? Because the key relationship in a family is between mother and and son, and father, and daughter. So don't miss those opportunities for your kids to share and talk with you, Mom. Boy, great, great insight. Kevin Lehman with us. We're going to take a break. Uh, Internationally known psychologist, uh, radio, television personality, been on incredible shows, Oprah, Today, Live with Regis and Kelly, on and on and on. Just an outstanding man who lives in Tucson, Arizona, married to Sandy. They've got four daughters and a Uh, one son. And uh, we'll be right back. Roger's going to tell you about a great book, and I highly recommend it. What a difference a mom makes, the indelible imprint a mom leaves on her son's life. It's interesting, Roger, as we talk about this, because I've so often talked about my mom, who's been, you know, in heaven for a long, long time, but the incredible influence she was, not necessarily a strong Christian. And, you know, Kevin had talked earlier about the fact that his mom prayed for uh, him and had this amazing faith thing, but my mom still was that in, important influence who cheered me on, who believed in me. Yeah, let me, you know, burp and scratch and do all those kinds of things. And you know what? Um, I'm deeply grateful for that woman 
even today. Amen, Jim. I know that she was a huge influence in your life. And all of us guys have to acknowledge the fact, I mean, for better or for worse, uh, hopefully in your case for better, uh, that uh, mom was a powerful and positive influence in the life of her son or sons. And today here on the Homeward Broadcast, we're talking about uh, being a mom who makes a difference. And uh, the parenthetical part of that is in the life of her son. Uh, Kevin Lehman is with us. It's a continuing conversation. And uh, Kevin's written an outstanding book on this topic called What a Difference a Mom Makes. And uh, if, if you'd like to learn more about that, go to our Homeward Online Resource Center today at homeword.com and you can find that information. We've got a link to Kevin's site and you can learn more about the book as well. And as we talk about this resource here, being a mom who makes a difference in the life of her son, please remember that when you go to homeward.com, you'll find a number of different helpful resources. The majority of them are available there without cost or further obligation. We're able to provide these articles and tip sheets and our Good Advice Parent newsletter and our daily online devotional because of your prayers and faithful financial support. We truly appreciate hearing from you. Even if you can drop us a line today, go to homeward.com with your gift, or you can write to us at Homeward, Post Office Box 1600, San Juan Capistrano, California, where the swallows go, the zip code 92693. Many of us as parents are working hard for the proverbial American dream, but I wonder how many of us would be making the effort if we had to choose between either being successful in business or succeeding with our families. This is Jim Burns of Homeward with Real Life Answers. For years, society has been telling our kids that when they grow up, they can have it all. Well, the reality is not everyone can. In fact, in his excellent book called The Man in the Mirror, author Patrick Morley points out that it's actually impossible for every American citizen to live the American dream. Turns out there's only so much wealth to go around. The truth is, there are super successful business people who actually sacrifice family time to make it to the top. Not everybody. So as a person who wants to be successful in my career and have a successful family relationship, I have to learn that the unbalanced life will never be kind to the areas I neglect. So go ahead, coach your son's Little League team. Be a volunteer in your daughter's Sunday school class. With Real Life Answers, I'm Jim Burns of Homeward. Welcome back. Kevin Lehman with us today. We're talking about being a mom who makes a difference. Now, it's interesting because we're talking about being a mom and more moms listen than dads to this broadcast. But dads, you want to be listening as well. What a difference a mom makes? Well, I got news for you. This is good parenting advice by one of America's greatest advice givers and actually great writer, great thinker, incredible speaker, humorist, uh, Kevin Lehman. It's a privilege to have him on this show anytime we can have him. Uh, Kevin, I wanted to ask you a question about a phrase that you said talking about kind of battling with your kids are fighting with your your sons a mom fighting with her with her son i think this goes probably for for any of our kids but you said when you battle with your son you will never win what did you mean by that well anytime you're in a power struggle with a kid you lose as a parent because you have more to lose than they do they're kids they don't care if they embarrass you in front of other people <laughs> so the key is learning to remove your sails from a child's wind hmm. okay so you always have that opportunity parents to pull out the N-word, no. Mm -hmm. Your son badmouths you, you know, he's 16 years of age, and he says something very disrespectful. In this day and age, I hate to share this, but they'll four-letter word you, too. Sure. But what do you do? He's 6'3", you're 5'2". He's 17, and, and maybe you're a single mom going to buy your own. Well, 
kids have plans, they have ambitions, they have ideas. And that same night that he badmouthed you, he's looking for the car keys. Mom, I can't find the car keys. Well, honey, you're not going to find them right here in my pocket. Well, give them to me. I'm going to be late. Honey, do you remember that conversation we had this morning? I still, it's, it's been ringing in my ears all day. Hmm. And he might say, I'm sorry. He might apologize up and down. And if he does, fine. Grant him that grace. Forgive him. But notice what that sucker says the very next moment. Mom, can I have the car keys now? Mm-hmm. And the answer is no. So the car isn't going anywhere, neither are you. Mm-hmm. Because I am going to hold you accountable for the things you say to me. Mm-hmm. I've got a chapter in the book called Planning Your Your Toddler's Wedding. Yes, and great chapter. It always gets mommy's attention when they read that. And what I'm saying is that how you interact with this little boy. Ladies, you represent all of womanhood to this guy. From... From day one, men have used women and wiped their feet on women. I mean, back in the Garden of Eden, Adam, did you eat of the fruit? Well, yeah, Lord, I did, but I'll tell you the truth, Lord. It was that woman you gave me. Uh, She's the one that made me do it. So we haven't stepped up the plate once. So if you want to do your your future daughter-in-law a great service, be a woman that commands respect in your home and realize that this little guy needs what your husband needs, ladies. Okay? He needs to feel needed and wanted by you, but he also has to feel disciplined. And if you love your child, and this is a biblical principle for those of you of faith, if you love your child, you will, in fact, discipline them. The two are inseparable. Yeah, that, that's that's good, great advice. You've got a chapter called, Guess What His Favorite Body Part Is? And I think a lot of moms have trouble talking to their sons about sex and sexuality, and yet you seem to think that's a very important part of kids' Uh, you know, sex education of, uh, of uh, first of all, under, for a mom, understanding what's going on in this kid's mind, the son, of uh, she understands what probably goes on in her daughter's mind, but not as much the son. What advice can you give a mom who's, who's struggling in that area in terms of talking to her son about this issue? Okay, let's do a show of hands across North America. How many women listening to us right now enjoy being grabbed by your husband? I'm looking for hands. I don't see a one. (laughs) See, women don't love to be grabbed. Women want to be held, talked to, appreciated, and all those kind of things. Men are world-class grabbers by their nature. We love to grab. You know? And who better to teach a son how women want to be treated than mom? Mm. So, yes, there's certain things a dad should talk with a son about. There's certainly some things mothers should talk to their daughters about. For example, tampons and that kind of thing. But daddy can imprint the daughter. Mommy can imprint the son with great information. And you start early, parents. You talk to these kids by nine years of age. If you don't, they're going to learn things that you don't want them to learn and in a framework that you're not going to appreciate. You get on the interstate and you start driving. There's no stop signs and uh, there's no red lights. And you can look out the front of the window of the car as you're talking to your nine-year-old son or your ten-year-old son, and trust me, he's looking out the side window saying to himself, I cannot believe this conversation, but better for him to hear it from you, Mom, mm-hmm. than anybody else on this earth. Yeah. You know, I'm glad you said nine, because a lot of times people, 
you know, wait too long. And kids by 9, 10, 11, their friends are talking about it. Uh, the first age today of seeing Internet pornography, unfortunately, is age 11. So really what we're talking about here is we're talking about uh, parents having those conversations. Sure, they're going to be awkward. They're not going to be easy. But parents having the conversations, then somebody else. Who, want, who wants to teach? Who do you want to talk to your kids about sex? You or, you know, their, their friends who are going to get it wrong? Now, see, here's another reason why I like you, Jim. You're hip. You understand what's really going on in this world. And a lot of people of faith, quite frankly, don't. They just assume that their son or daughter would never think of things like this or that. And the research is clear that 9- and 10-year-old kids think a lot about sex. 11- and 12-year-olds talk a lot about sex. And I'm not sure your listeners really want to know what the research says about kids today who are 13 and 14 years of age. Exactly right. But they can let their imagination wander. So can you micromanage a kid's life? No. But what you have to understand is kids really don't want to disappoint you. So parents, have you given the standard to your children for them to measure up to? Yeah. And and that's important to think about. You want to expect the best of your kids, but you also want to be streetwise and realize the kids are dumb as mud. And that's why God gave us parents. That's 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 a great input, kid. You know, you say we need to be consistent. I think it's so tough today to be consistent. I'm thinking about the single mom, and a lot of single moms listen to our broadcast, and they say, "Look, I'm just trying to get through Thursday. I'm exhausted. Uh, my kids are running all over me, and if they don't like me because you know my ex already doesn't like me, um, you know I'm struggling financially. I'm, I just want to be their friend. And yet you say, no, you need to be consistent, and you can't be their friend." Yeah, you know, I put the story of Dr. Ben Carson in my book, mm-hmm. and I've used it several times just because it's such a, it's great, a great story. Story. But one of America's top pedi- pediatric neurosurgeons out of John Hopkins University, when he was in fifth grade, his mom would make him and his brother Curtis turn in two book reports uh, to her. And she was a domestic. She cleaned people's homes. In the sixth grade, Dr. Carson found out something interesting. His mother was illiterate mm-hmm. and couldn't even read. Wow. Well, there's a lady that knew the way out of the ghetto was education power, green power, economic power. And there's many a single mom listening to us today who feels so bad about her circumstance that she runs on guilt. And this is what I want you to listen to, single mom. You have a profound effect upon your son. And the decisions that you make out of guilt are poor ones. Guilt is the propellant. For most of the lousy decisions you will make as a mom, do you have to run down and get a football or a baseball or a hockey stick because you have a son? No, just be a good mom. And a good mom gives kids vitamin N, which is no, and vitamin E, which is encouragement. And yeah, in a sense, you are a cheerleader for your son, but you're not a sucker, and you're never going to let that kid run over you. And my promise to you is this: if you do those basic things. Your kid's got a great shot at ending up as healthy and productive as a kid could be. Great, great input. Vitamin N, no. Vitamin E, encouragement. You know, parenting's not easy, but uh, also sometimes we make it too complicated. Parents, take the monkey off of your back, place it squarely on your kid's back, and teach them, even through their failures, to make good and right and wise decisions. And moms, you've got a great uh, opportunity to to, uh, hear from one of America's finest uh, parenting experts, Kevin Lehman, today. Kevin, thank you so much for being with us. Hey, you're welcome, Jim. Appreciate it. 
And that concludes Dr. Jim Burns' two-part conversation with Dr. Kevin Lehman today here on the Homeward Broadcast. Our theme for the past couple of programs has been being a mom who makes a difference. Now, of course, we stream audio at homeward.com, and uh, we also podcast our daily programs through iTunes, and this uh, program originally released here on the radio in the Monday through Friday format. If you miss a program from Homeward ever at all, uh, you've got two options. The first, of course, is to go to homeward.com, H-O-M-E-W-O-R-D.com, and search through our radio archives, where you will find past programs, and we keep them all loaded up there, in addition to the program that we're currently airing for that broadcast day. Then if you don't want to miss a program through your uh, iPod or other MP3 device, uh, what you want to do is go to homeward.com and hit the podcast button. That will take you directly to our page on iTunes, and then you can sign up, get a free subscription, and we can become part of one of the list of uh, podcasts that you have each and every day. We have more than 50,000 podcast downloads every month of this program, which is pretty remarkable considering the size of our ministry. (laughs) We're not really huge, and we rely on your financial support. But uh, if you want to check us out online as far as getting the audio of the program goes, go to homeward.com and either just go ahead and browse through the radio archives where the audio stream is, or go to homeward.com and hit the podcast button and start podcasting with us today. Well, please know how much we appreciate your prayers and your ongoing financial support of Homeward. You can give a gift through our secure website at homeward.com. You can also mail your tax-deductible donation to Homeward, Post Office Box 1600, San Juan Capistrano, California, 92693. You can also friend me on Facebook, and if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, you can now get my tweets, 140 characters of positive words about parenting, marriage, and faith. Until next time, I'm Jim Burns. Thanks for tuning in today to Homeward. Homeward with Jim Burns is a production of the Homeward Center for Youth and Family at Azusa Pacific University.